comics, movies, music, video games, technology, Blu-ray, television. This is the HHW LOD Podcast Network. Mr. Stark. Yeah? Agent Coulson. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The guy from the uh, Strategic Homeland Intervention Enforcement Logistics Division. I need a new name for that. Yeah, I hear that a lot. That's being handled. That's what we do. Just call us sheep. Hey, everybody. Welcome to a long-awaited episode of S.H.I.E.L.D. Podcast. This is Brad. I'm joined with Russell. How you doing, Russell? Good. Johnny M. is not with us tonight. We're sorry that uh, it has been um, quite a while since the last episode. Uh, you want to pull the, f- the fourth wall back, Russ, and tell him what happened last time? Yeah, so uh, it was about a month ago, I guess. John John and I recorded something, uh, and unfortunately, Brad, you, you had other engagements uh, during that time. So John and I just kind of had some time. We recorded a bunch of stuff, and then they dropped the announcement that the full trailer was going to launch, like, the next day. So the announcement came the next day of the full trailer. So it pretty much invalidated a lot of what we talked about, because a lot of it was speculation on, you know, what we might see and, and other things going on. And and like I said, once that trailer dropped, it pretty much invalidated. So we thought, rather than put an episode out, that immediately people would be throwing things at their iPods because we got all this stuff wrong... <laughs> Um, we decided we just we just put that on pause for a little bit and and record something when we had more information. So here we are. Wasn't there um a uh, short like teaser video almost that yeah. y'all kind of looked at or whatever? Yes. Yeah, the, at that time there was the the teaser. It was like twenty seconds or thirty seconds or something like that. It was really short and it and it kind of showed. A few things. Mainly, the the big thing it showed was the character that we now know is being played by J. August Richards, who's an alum of Joss Whedon stuff. He he played Gunn in Angel, uh, and we now know that character that's kind of leaping from the building, landing on the ground, you know, causing it to shatter a little bit. That is J. August Richards. So at that time, we didn't know that. So there again, like I said, a lot of speculation about who he was, and and once the full trailer came out, it pretty much uh, opened that up. Well, what we thought we'd do is watch this. It's 2 minutes, 51 seconds. Uh, so please join us. We're going to QRs up to zero. Uh, go to YouTube, search Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Trailer 1 Official. It was posted by Marvel Entertainment. So if you can find that, it's already got uh, 1.4 million views at least by the time we're looking at this. If you can find that on YouTube and you want to follow along with us, please do. We'll watch it. Uh, in real time, kind of like almost a episode commentary of a TV show or whatever. And um, I don't know that we'll do a lot of talking, but when it's done, we'll certainly point out some bits and pieces. And uh, then we'll maybe we'll hit up some more news, um, some new um, news bits that have come up uh, since we last gave you an episode. So, Russ, you're on zero, right? I am. All right. I'm assuming if you wanted to do this, you would have stopped your your podcast found this queued it up and joined us by now so <clears throat> that's the beauty of uh, the pause button 
We're going to go 3, 2, 1, play. And we'll do that right now in 3, 2, 1, play. Nice shot of New York. Looks like they repaired it, huh? Yeah, yeah, they've, they've come a long way. The, the one thing that's interesting about the beginning of this trailer is it very much is trying to tie itself to oh, heck the yeah. Avengers. Look at and, those shots of the action figures, a little quick yeah. shot of the Hulk. Yeah. There's Iron Man. Yeah. Yeah, they definitely want you to know that this is tied to the Avengers. We're in a shield hanger. Here's the new guy walking in. Talking to somebody off camera. It's a girl's voice, if I remember correctly. And they ask him about Coulson. And he says, yeah, he died in New York. Yeah. yeah Surprise. J. August Richards' character there. And they refer to him as a superhero. So there's no, there's no you question. You the guy that came out the roof? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm really liking seeing Ming-Na Wen in this. Yes, me too. She's really good. And Joss Whedon is directing this pilot, right? Yes, he is. She looks tough, don't she? Yeah, and it's funny because they even make reference that, uh, you know, she's just the pilot and and then the new guy is even just like wait a minute melinda may is just a pilot so obviously right. she she has a bit of a reputation yes a reputation for badassery so i think i want to like fitz and simmons yes <laughs> very hey, joss whedon yeah this bit here too yeah one of them the easy way no oh What kind of car so, is Lola? Uh, I don't know. I'm not uh, Thunderbird. Maybe I'm not real good with. I'm not a car guy yeah. like, as far as recognizing old models. Ooh, what's on that guy's arm? Looks like we're gonna get a mobile team. Like they're not gonna be just centered mm -hmm. in New York. You know, with the whole plane and it looked like that lab and stuff was on the plane, and of course the car. I wonder if it's a flying car. I don't know. I like that line, and I can't remember <clears throat> exactly how it's worded, but she says, there's no way we can do that. And he turns around and says, don't ever tell me there's no way. Yeah. I came back from the dead. Yeah. Tony Tony Stark found a way when there was no way. So don't yeah. tell me there's no way. All right. So it looks pretty awesome. Yes. What's uh what stood out to you? I like the shot of the kid looking in the in the store window. Let me see if I can find it. Yeah, it's about 15 seconds you can see statues of uh all of our movie stars. Yeah. There's even a Hawkeye there. I wonder if uh Stan Lee will have a cameo in this, you think? Uh I don't know. I think we'd have heard of, probably heard about that by now. You know, I, I realize this is an aside, and uh, I'm sorry to derail the topic, but you know me, that's kind of what happens on my show anyways. But um, my daughter, my 14-year-old daughter says, Daddy, you know, 
one day we're going to go watch a Marvel movie and there won't be a Stan Lee cameo in it. Nah. And yeah. I said, yeah, you're right. I never thought of that, but Mr. Lee is, uh, he's getting up there. Yeah, he is. That'll be a sad day. What do you think the reference is of the kid flying the plane? It's about at the 17 second mark. It's followed by a quick shot of, he's holding the plane up in the air, but then it's followed by a quick shot of Iron Man flying through the air. So maybe that's all it is, just a little similarities. Yeah, I think it's just, yeah, they're just trying to show that maybe these these kids are starting to idolize these heroes and look toward, you know, look look up to them. So, what's our main character's name? The guy who was um walking in carrying the the duffel bag and says, "Yeah, I know about." Oh, he says, "I'm level six. I know about Agent Coulson. He died." What's that? What's this character's name? His the main guy. Name... Is. You looking it up? Yes. Thank you. I'm going to pull it up on IMDb. I wonder if he's credited as like, uh, oh, I just typed shield and it went right to Brook Shields. Nah. I guess suppose I should type agent. Grant Ward. Shield. Agent Grant Ward. Is he like top build? Yeah. Under Clark Gregg? Actually, yeah, yeah. on IMDb, he's he's uh, third build after Clark Gregg and Ming-Na Wen. Yeah, I think we may actually get like two point of view characters in this show. I think um, this Grant Ward character, because he's kind of the newbie coming into this team, is going to be a little bit of our point of view character. And I think this character, Sky, played by um, Chloe the, Bennett. the very lovely Chloe Bennett, is going to be kind of our woman on the street uh, point of view character. Who apparently gets drafted. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Based on what we saw, I think it's I think it's going to be one of those where she starts out as being the skeptic and you know trying to say that these guys are up to no good and there's crazy stuff going on, and then kind of quietly turns into a believer and and works with them. So, so we've been told, <clears throat> pardon me, we've been told in with especially through this promo, with no uncertainty that Colson is alive. Yes, and I believe, correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe we've heard from. Joss Whedon himself, that Clark Gregg did not die in Avengers. So, this is the real agent. It's not a life model decoy like we may have speculated uh, in the past. Um, I just, I think, you know, it's really, we're really going to find out that Nick Fury and Coulson really committed when they tried to give the, the Avengers that push they needed. Yeah. And they they may Joss has kind of come out and either Josh or Clark Gregg have come out and pretty much said it's not going to be like really straightforward in episode like at the very beginning of the episode they're going to come out and just just blurt out exactly why he's alive how he came back what exactly happened it looks like we're going to kind of we may get it in the in the pilot episode but it it, it it's not going to be just very straight straightforward it's going to be something we're going to have to to earn a little bit, I guess, is is the way they, they kind of talked about it, which is interesting. Um, you know, I wouldn't mind if they saved that surprise for Avengers 2. You know, tell us and the Avengers, Cap and Tony and Thor, tell all of us at the same time. Yeah. That would be a neat um, ongoing question that would make me come back each week. Are we going to find out this week how... how why Agent Coulson's alive. I think that would be a neat mystery 
to um, not have the answer for for a, a couple of years. Yeah, I just I think it might just frustrate people. I think if you don't, I mean, we could probably live with it because we're used to comics, and sometimes you know answers to questions don't come immediately; they get drug out. But I think the average viewing public are going to be wondering what happened to him, and if they try and drag it out too far, people might just get frustrated with you know this doesn't make sense. You know, we don't know. Yeah who or what he is, um, unless they do it in a way that kind of adds to the mystery. Like if they do it in a way that they, they sprinkle some bits out there or, um, or they make it make, make more like it's comedy, right? Like they purposefully dodge the question or every time he's about ready to explain what happens, you know, something has, you know, a, like a catastrophe happens and they have to break away something like that, you know, uh, almost kind of like a, uh, Norm's wife on Cheers kind of thing, right? Yeah. You know, we never, we never just, we never saw Vera, um, and every time we thought we were going to see her, we just didn't. So it, it just kind of became a bit of a joke. But uh, I think the one time we saw her, she had a pie in her face, so we really couldn't tell. Yeah, yeah. Or was that was that Maris on um, Frasier? It was one or the other. It, I think it might have been yeah. both, actually. Yeah, it might have been both. One of the, I, I guess, one of the big pieces of news that came out. Um, shortly after we recorded our last episode um, is that it's been given a full season order, which didn't really surprise me. I mean, after Iron Man three came out, we have, we we haven't actually recorded since Iron Man three came out. Um, Iron Man three went on to pretty much, you know, destroy the box office when it first, you know, showed up, didn't quite do Avengers numbers, but then again, nothing else had done Avengers numbers um, but it made like 150 million that opening weekend, which in and of itself is unheard of. And right after that, they pretty much uh, gave this show a full season order, which I think it didn't surprise me. But but it in in the terms of television, that is pretty surprising that a show that has been given a pilot hasn't even aired yet um, has been given a full episode run before it even even hits TV. Um, and I think they are just really expecting you know, even a fraction of that audience, the the movie going audience between Avengers and Iron Man three to flop over to the show. And, and it'll be a pretty, pretty big success given what TV numbers are these days as compared to what they were years ago. Another bit of related news that came out a day or two ago is that Robert Downey Jr. has signed on officially for Avengers two and three. So this is good news. Um, my guess is that we won't see him in another Iron Man standalone movie. That's my guess as well. Yeah. Um, another quick aside, I just I was on the IMDb IMDb page, and I clicked on the photo of uh, Elizabeth Henstridge, um, Simmons, Gemma Simmons is the character, and uh, she's wearing chucks, high tops, high top chucks. So I already highly approve of this character. <laughs> I want to talk about this dude who leaps out of the out of the building that's on fire carrying a woman. Right. This is uh not really it's hard to tell because he's not in a costume. He's got a he's got a um a hoodie on, but it doesn't scream familiarity to me. I just think it's a I you know, a new hero. I don't think it's somebody they pulled from the Marvel universe. I'm not getting that feeling. That's what I was thinking too. There was a lot of early speculation that um, he might have been Luke Cage, but to me, it's just like, okay, not every black man that has short hair 
um, you know, immediately people jumped on the whole Luke Cage thing, which I thought was kind of silly. But um, well, you got to admit, it would have been pretty awesome. It no, it, it definitely would have. I mean, um, for those comic people who know who Luke Cage is, it would have been pretty awesome. For Joe Schmo or my father, he'd been like, uh, I don't care who it is. It just you know, he's jumping out of a building. That's enough for me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but J. August Richard is is playing that character, and like like we mentioned, he's he he played the character of Gun and Angel. That it seems like even even money is on him playing a character called Rage, uh, and he was an invention of the early '90s in the comics and he was somebody that was exposed to like toxic waste or uh, something like that and, and gained like superior strength and speed and stuff like that. So he was a member of the Avengers in the comics and the new warriors, which is kind of another, like a junior, I mean, for all intents and purposes, like a junior Avengers team um, in the nineties. So there's, there seems to be some, you know, so that that's, that's what the rumor mill has started now. I mean, they, they've officially denied that he is, you know, not playing, they've denied the fact that he's playing Luke Cage. So we know that's definite out, but, um, but there's, there is some talk of him playing this character called Rage. Um, yeah, it's, it's hard to say. I, I think, I honestly think they have bigger plans for Luke Cage than to pop him in as a somewhat of a cameo in the, in the TV show. Uh, I, I, I prefer it just to be, I mean, it doesn't matter to me. I have no attachment to this character of Rage. So whether he's that character or just, um, you know, he never gets an official name or he never, uh, you know, they, you know, he's just he's just some guy that has, you know, that has come across these powers or for whatever reason. And I guess, you know, once the show, once we get closer to it, it will probably, you know, they give him either a name or it comes out official. We'll know that. But at this point, um, he's just a guy that obviously has some sort of enhanced strength or or invulnerability. Um and, and is kind of acting on the on the side of the angels, at least at this point. Marvel has such a rich catalog of characters, you know, that get introduced once or, and we may see them again. But, you know, I I don't think it would bother me for them to dust one off, you know, that hasn't been seen in several years. It just adds to the to the scope of, of this universe. And for comic fans, I think that would be pretty awesome. Yeah, I, I agree. I, I and it's funny because after you know the beginning of the trailer like i said they they're tying this definitely they're trying to play off of the avengers iron man hype and i i i think we may see a few more connections than i originally thought i really thought this was going to stay very disconnected from that universe uh and i think that the the average episode probably will but the fact that in the trailer they've really pushed that whole avengers thing and that, and that could be just marketing promo um marketing material to get people hooked you know to, that's that's the hook to get people in the door uh and then hopefully the show will deliver that joss whedon charm and and get people to stay which is which is what i really hope um one of one of the things that i know we've talked offline and i i think we've even mentioned on, on a previous show is i think if this show even does mediocre ratings, um, I think it, it'll keep they'll keep it around. Uh, if for no other reason than it keeps it, it, it kind of becomes a mouthpiece for the movies to you know to some extent. I imagine we're going to see probably exclusive, um, you know, the whole five minutes of Thor, you know, the Dark World, or you know, when it comes to the season, you know, finale of of the ne- you know of the first season, we're going to or close to it, we're going to see you know, exclusive five minutes of Captain America, the Winter Soldier. So I really think they're going to use 
this to drive use the movies to drive traffic to the show and then use the show to drive traffic to the movies. So, um, like I said, I think if nothing else, the show, even if it's, even if it's average or where other shows would be either on the bubble or on the verge of cancellation because Disney owns ABC, Disney owns Marvel, you know, these movies are go- are doing gangbusters. I think it's going to have a lot more latitude than your average show. I would agree. And it just seems like a win-win situation. Um, as far as, you know, having the show being advertisement for the movie and vice versa. By the way, Chloe Bennett is half Chinese, half American. I noticed that. You noticed it? How did you notice it? Well, no, I mean from reading her IMDb page. Not oh, not yeah. from not visually, but... Yeah, because I was saying, you know, visually, I don't see it at all, but uh, that's interesting. That's very cool. She's an extremely attractive woman. <clears throat> She's a little young for us, Russ. True. I'm guessing. I, I mean, I don't even know. Ming-Na Wen, I'm watching her kick butt in this uh, promo. And the guy, like you said, the guy goes, she's only the pilot. She looks serious. I mean, she yeah. looks like yeah, like you don't want to mess with her. Yes. Uh, and Chloe Bennett is definitely uh, definitely on the young side. It looks up based on her IMDb page. She was born in 1991. So oh. she's uh, just, just turned 22. We're getting old, Grandpa. I'm telling you that we are, but yeah, I, I really, th- I think that's going to be kind of the biggest fill the gap in this, in the show is I think we're going to get this, this Melinda May character that Ming-Na Wen is playing. I think we're, she's the character that we're going to get over time, like more of this backstory to fill in Yeah. Um, because I, I, the assumption and the knowledge of all these characters going in is that she's some heavy hitting super spy badass. Um, and the rest of us obviously don't don't know that. I mean, we've gotten enough background on Agent Coulson to know who he is, and I think some of these lo- lesser characters are just going to be, you know, they're they're young, they're new, um, all that kind of stuff. So I, th- I think it'll be interesting to see what we find out about the Melinda May character. And I wouldn't be surprised if um, if if they pull a lot of the origins of some of the superhero stuff into her past and what she's done. So. I, I think they can make this show really interesting on a lot of levels. I think they can definitely you know, play to the fanboys by hyping up some of the superhero stuff like we've seen in the trailer. I think they could do some really just, just cool things with character interaction, which is, you know, kind of a Joss Whedon's thing. Uh, and bringing in, you know, what what drives these characters? What's, what is it about their past? What, you know, what, what brings them to this organization? Um, and then just have them solve threats that are just regular threats. You know, maybe amped up from your usual, you know, what you'd call the FBI in or, or, you know, the National Guard or something like that. But, um, you know, have, have them operate in that capacity too. So, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. And I, I think, like I said, they can mix it up to where it doesn't just become like freak of the week kind of thing every week. Well, if Joss Whedon's TV track record has any influence on this, we're obviously going to get, you know, good story, backstories, character interactions. It's just, I, I'm just really happy he's, he's involved. And did he write a lot of Firefly? Did he write the episodes? Uh, yes. I mean, he, he has, has always had kind of a heavy hand, if not in the actual writing of the episodes, um, kind of almost like a, like a showrunner story overseer, a capacity to to his show, so he's not always like with Dollhouse. Dollhouse is kind of his show, but he didn't like his brother and and um, 
Marissa Tancherone, which is his brother, his sister-in-law, his brother's his brother Jed's wife, uh, they wrote a lot of the episodes for that show. Um, and and Jed's kind of been his writing partner um, from the get-go. So um, he 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 just Josh just always has a very heavy hand, and, and I say that in a good sense with with the with what he's been given. Um, he he typically doesn't. Um, he he's kind of been on the bad end of allowing his material to um, to be influenced by other people. I mean, mainly there, there, there are two incidents that really put a sour taste in his mouth for for Hollywood and for allowing his material to be turned over to another to other folks. And that was the original Buffy the Vampire Slayer movie and um, Alien Resurrection. And it was it was after I believe it was after Alien Resurrection that he pretty much said, I will never let another person, um, you know, have control over anything that I that I write. Like it really, really soured him. Yeah, um, I really wish they would have left him alone when it came to Alien Resurrection. But, you know, that far into a franchise, people have ideas and desires for things that they want to see. And I mean, I'm a huge Alien fan. You know this. And. That movie is my least favorite, and it's hard for me to watch because there's something kind of off about it. I don't even watch the end once they introduce the the big hybrid or whatever newborn yeah. at the end. I just turn it off at that point. But um, yeah, I think when he can, when he's left to his own devices, then uh, you know he's just knocks it out. Yeah, I mean, he is credited. I mean, if you look at the IMDb side, at least he is credited as writer on on pretty much every episode of every show that's out there. But I don't, I I don't know that he actually, um, you know, pens a lot of it. I think I think he I think he just he's just heavily involved in in the process as it as it goes on. Um, and I I, I think this this may be the one series that even though he may get, you know, quote unquote writing credits on, I think he's pretty much said that he's going to, he's, he's coming in to direct the pilot. He is going to oversee the tone and the direction of the show, but the day-to-day stuff, the day-to-day writing, the day-to-day dialogue for the most part is going to be, um, you know, is going to be Jed and, and Marissa Tencherone. So, um, and I think that's fine because I, I think he's going to keep enough tabs on it. And I think they they understand his writing style. They've they've been around enough of it. They've had a hand in enough of of his other projects that I I think it's still going to feel like a Joss Whedon show. Yeah, I think with the two of them involved, were in good hands. Um, this is also a, a great opportunity to to set up you know, something for Avengers 2, like maybe an in-joke or a, just a reference or something that ends up playing out in the movie, I think would be pretty cool to see. Um, in the trailer, at, two, at the two-minute mark, it clearly shows that Lola is a Corvette. Ah. Yeah, but it's an, it's an older style Corvette that I'm not real familiar with, and there never really, if if there's a quick, if there's a good full-body shot of Lola in the trailer it goes by quickly i don't remember seeing one but yeah right at two minutes you can see the corvette logo on the front um very easy what other kind of news has come out since then we know uh agents of shield will be at the san diego comic-con next month there's going to be a panel on friday july the 19th 
Yeah. So that'll be interesting. I've never been to the Comic-Con in San Diego. I think it's a little too big. I think I'm too old for the size of it. You know, if I was 10 years younger, I'd be like, yeah, let's go. And I'm too old for this now. I'm like Danny Glover when it comes to most things nowadays. Yeah, I went six years ago. My buddy Glenn and I went in 07. And I think that was just on the cusp of it getting out of control, but not quite out of control. Well, it's very um, Hollywood now, you know. It's it's and and it was then, but you could get into the panels. Like we we had to wait. We we'd show up, maybe have to wait in line to get in the you know Hall H is the big uh, is the big you know the big hall where all the all the stuff happens. Um, there's actually two halls, but anyway, Hall H is typically where all the the big events and doings happen. And we got there like two hours early and waited and and got in and got actually pretty good seats. Now there's people waiting like two days in advance. It's know, like Black Friday. It's, it's out in front yeah, of Best Buy. It's gotten it's gotten insane. So it's pretty much impossible to get into hall any of the halls anymore and and see anything um, unless you you know you just really want to camp out, which that's not really that much fun. And to be honest with you. Most of this stuff within 48 hours either is on the web or I know with like New York Comic Con, they've actually started broadcasting the panels over uh, either Justin TV or Twitch or whatever. You can actually see them live as they happen. So it's not that big of a deal to, to be there. Um, and, and there's always no matter how much they try, there's always somebody with a camera that captures you know the video and posts it online. It always happens. Um, I, I'm just curious. A lot of times at Comic Con they'll show full episodes beforehand. They did it, I think, with Heroes. You know, when it was coming on, there's a lot of shows that they that they'll show the the pilot on. I wouldn't be. I don't think they're going to do that with this one, um, but I think they're going to probably show quite a bit of it. I, I bet you we'll get. You know, anybody in attendance at that panel is probably going to get a ten or fifteen minute um, segment of of that pilot episode. Is is my guess. Part of me still, you know, flirts with the idea of going there someday, but I, I just don't. I don't think I. I don't think I'm I, up for I, it. I recommend everybody should do it at least once. It's it's so? just it's yeah it's just one of those things that it's it's just an experience. I mean, I can't even I can't even describe it. I mean, even if you don't like at this point, like I said, I I don't think that I could recommend sitting in the panels and everything. Uh, especially the big media panels, just because it, it would be impossible to get there. And then you're pretty much your whole time. You're just spending, you know, sitting in line or sitting in a big hall auditorium, uh, seeing stuff, but just the, the show floor, just everything going on outside the whole atmosphere around it. Um, it's, it's just something to, to witness. And I, I think, I think everybody should, should do it once personally. I know Glenn and I keep talking about going back. Um, but I don't, I don't see it happening anytime soon, but, uh, but yeah, I, 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 I recommend everybody do it just once. If, 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 if they're even mildly curious to do it once, just to, just to experience the spectacle that is Comic-Con. Well, like you said, hopefully we'll get some, uh, we'll get some meat. We'll get something here in the next month, less than a month away now. Yeah. Yeah, it is. I am looking at the shieldtv.net website. That's, um, they are, uh, friends of ours who are hosting our podcast on their webpage and um, it's a great uh, site uh, there's a forum there's chat there's a, a wiki and just everything you'd want it's all about this show and I'm going backwards 
in their news feed to try to re- to pick up on things that I can't remember if we've ever mentioned on the show. And uh, really, the only thing that I see is one is that you've you've uh, already mentioned ABC announces Shield pickup that was dated May the tenth on their on their website, and then a few days later. On uh, May the 14th, it says uh, ABC announced that Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. will take over the 8 p.m. slot on Tuesday this fall. Yeah. So that that looks like it's going to be, and I don't remember if we said this in our last show, I don't think we knew it then, but um, correct me if I'm wrong, but uh, so that looks like it's going to be a 7 Central, 8 Eastern, right? Yeah. Yeah. What do you think about that first time slot? Um, I think I think it'll be a great lead into whatever comes after. I think they're they're hoping this is one of those shows too that that will maybe be able to boost something else. Or, you know, try and position, you know, Tuesday night as, as just that night of television. I, I think when we recorded last time we were putting even money on the show showing up on Sunday. So it would be kind of like a once upon a time and then shield or shield or agents of shield. And then once upon a time or something like that to kind of keep with that, you know, fantasy sci-fi, you know, comic booky kind of, kind of thing uh, going on. So the fact that they're moving it to Tuesday uh, is, is promising because I think, you know, Sunday's not really, you know, Friday, Saturday, Sunday aren't really ratings bonanzas uh, for television right? to begin with. Um, I think the cable stations are kind of taking over that slot. I know Sunday's real big uh, on on the cable side for a lot of shows. So the fact that they're they're willing to give it a Tuesday, you know, right front and center prime time, you know, eight eight Eastern, seven Central, uh, you know, that's that's again a lot of confidence in this show. I was kind of thinking the reason I asked was because I was kind of thinking the the hour later slot, the nine Eastern, eight Central, was. It seems to me like that's where the more popular shows, the more, yeah, the ones true. that get the draw. Just just an hour later, I I don't think the the first, at least here in in the central, well, you know, in Texas, um, our news hits at six. I think one channel goes six to seven, and then the other channels go like six to six thirty, and then there's a game show or something, and then right at seven is the first primetime slot. And I'm just wondering, I wonder if that's how it works on the East Coast. If, like if they have news at, I guess, what would be 7 Eastern and then 8 Eastern would be their first time slot. Yeah, yeah. I mean, everything's just shifted, yeah. you know, that hour, so. But I just, I'm wondering if it, you know, if it, and if it ends up doing really well, I'm not going to be surprised if they move it an hour later, you know, and yeah. it'll, it'll be the new anchor for them on, on a Tuesday night. Yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't be. I I agree with you on that, Russ. I can't really think of anything else that we may have missed or anything that's come up. Um, <clears throat> can you? There really hasn't been a ton of news. I mean, it's just a lot of little sprinklings, a lot of you know wild speculation. You know, we've seen a full trailer. Uh, you know, but it, it's encouraging. I mean, at this point, we're we're at the end of June. Uh, the, the show I would assume is probably going to premiere late August, early September. Um, so we're less than three months away from 
from the premiere of the show, which I'm I'm really excited for. I think that we'll be excited for the show because I think, uh, uh, you know, one, we'll finally get to see it, uh, you know, regularly. But two, I think from the, from the podcasting perspective, I think um, we'll be recording much more regularly while the show is is on the air. Yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. Uh, I don't see why we wouldn't do uh, you know one a week like we do with Walking Dead. Yeah. Since we recorded last, we had a bunch of website issues. Things are up and running, thanks in no small part to you. In fact, you did all the heavy lifting. Why don't you just give people a quick rundown on what they need to do if they lost the feed or anything like that? Yeah, so if you're if you're picking this up from either iTunes or the website and you, you, know, you want to get it either on your, your handheld device or, or whatnot... Um, we did we did do a, a pretty big overhaul of the website a lot of it is is kind of back end stuff not you know the front end for the most part looks somewhat similar to 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 the way the old site worked but it it's caused everybody to resub you you've had to resubscribe to the feed and if you're listening to this you've probably done just that um so we may have some new listeners that that um uh, don't know what we're talking about because this is this is the only way they've gotten it um uh but but we did have to, to kind of change things around at hhwlod.com um, for all of our podcasts, not just not just the Shield TV podcast, but but all of the other shows that we do um, on there. And so I think for Shield, because we didn't post that many, all of the backfill of the episodes are are there, um, and a, and you're able to get them off the feed. Uh, for some of the other shows, we are still slowly kind of backfilling them in. Um, but the good news is the the new site is going to be a lot more robust, um, and I think over the next couple months you're going to see a lot of a lot of changes to it with a lot of, lot more information, news, you know, kind of um, you know blog entries, uh, you know, that kind of thing going up, as well as all of the podcasts are there. So um, there's a big old subscribe link on the front page of hhwlod.com. So um, if you if you need to to use that, you can you can definitely click on that and get to all of the shows that we have on the network, not just. Um, the Shield TV podcast. All right, cool. Thank you, Russ. Well, I guess I don't know if we ever said it, but this you've listened. You have just listened to episode zero point seven. Did we say that? We did not. Well, that means we've only got two more points for numbering before we get to one, and we would obviously we want to hold one till the fall. So I'm not sure how we're going to number the, the 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 next. I mean, we got we got room for a point eight and a point nine, but. There's no such thing as a point ten, is there? You know what? Maybe uh, we'll just call them that for grins. Zero point ten. Yeah. And yeah. just and just roll zero point whatever, and then when it comes time, as long as we say zero first, I think we'll be fine. Yeah, I, I agree. I I think in two, you know, we've been doing we we had a little bit of longer hiatus this time. I imagine after Comic Con, they're definitely going to be you know, some more no, some more news. So, um, you between now and mid July if nothing really big comes out we may just hold the next episode until after the Comic-Con news breaks um so you know it, it may it may work out just right but the goal for this i think Brad is we're going to try and do um it, at least until the show starts maybe every couple we every 2 3 weeks uh and a month on the outset just to just to keep you know keep things going yeah i would agree yeah and hopefully uh John can join us next time <clears throat> yeah uh, you know, he's, life life gets in the way sometimes. And yeah, life, he's go ahead. I was to say he's been on a, a bit of a podcast hiatus lately. He's had he's had a lot of stuff going on. 
Um, but yeah, I really hope, if nothing else, we can get him back for uh, the next couple episodes, and then hopefully when the season starts again, everything will be be back to back to normal. Cool. Same here. All right. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Hopefully soon we'll all hear John's uh, dulcet tones uh, once again talking about S.H.I.E.L.D. along with us. We have a new email address that you guys can reach us at uh, for comments and suggestions. Uh, what is that email address, Russ? It is shieldpodcast, all one word, at hhwlod.com. Cool. Shieldpodcast at hhwlod.com. We are on Twitter at Shield Podcast, and we have a Facebook page, uh, Shield. Just search Shield, and it'll come up. And so until next time, remember, don't touch Lola. Just call us Shield.